Voice Originals. Welcome back to our third episode of the Voice Originals podcast. I'm Anna, the community manager for Sensible Object, who happened to be the team behind Voice Originals, who'd have thought. And on the podcast, we're looking behind the scenes at the processes that go into making all of the Voice Originals games. And this week, we're looking a little bit further into When in Rome. So here's a little bit of a primer on When in Rome before we jump into everything. When in Rome is a travel trivia board game that works with your smart speaker. So essentially, you're playing in teams to race around the world, answering different questions, befriending locals, and collecting souvenirs, and your smart speaker hosts the game for you, giving you questions from real locals around the world and much, much more. So the interesting thing this week is that actually we're looking at a part of the One in Rome project that isn't um, directly from the game. So it's not actually part of the board game itself, but it is the free daily skill. So this is a free Alexa skill that users can come back to each day and they get a taster of what the full game would be like. And I've got two people with me here who have been very closely involved in the production of the daily skill, Andrew and George. So could you guys introduce yourselves a little bit, um, say a little bit about your background of work and what you're doing on the When in Rome project generally? Sure. Hi. So uh, I'm George. Um, so I've been with Sensible Objects since the start, like led on the programming and a bunch of the game design for our first game, Beasts of Balance, and have been yeah also doing a lot of a lot of programming work on this like proper production version of When in Rome. Now, now, hello, Andrew. Hey, uh, so I'm I'm Andrew. I joined Sensible Object back in 2016, just before the launch of Beasts of Balance. I did a bunch of content production, and for When in Rome. And for Sensible Object broadly, I'm now the, the growth marketing manager. So I do a bunch of data analytics, but also I was on a, a photo shoot for all of yesterday. So I do a bunch of different random marketing things. But for When in Rome, it's been dialogue writing as well as analytics and the data side of things. Amazing. Thank you, guys. And thank you for, you know, being here on the podcast. So jumping back to the daily skill, as I was saying, this is connected to the game, but actually a whole kind of project in itself. So first things first, would you guys be able to describe for the listeners how exactly the daily skill works in its current form? Yeah, sure. So actually, the first thing I'd say is I, I don't really think of it as like a, a separate thing in itself. From a basic like programming point of view, it's part of the same thing. So you activate when in Rome. But yeah, so like from a user experience, it's like you you, you start playing it. Uh, this is the first thing you see. Even if you own the game and you're playing it normally, you, you still might be super excited to be playing the daily skill. So like the, the daily skill, it like, and also we just have to handle a load of cases where it's like, ah, oh, you're in the middle of a game and then you try to play the daily skill. What happens in this case, in this case, and does it break when you do this weird thing? Uh, which is obviously what we're right in the depth of at the moment. I see. So they're very much entangled. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, backtrack but, but, on what I was but, saying, but yes. But, but what the daily skill is, is as you might guess from the name, uh, every day you can open it up and there's a local who will ask you a question. And yeah, you can see if you can get that question right. So every week there's a different local. Every day there's a different question. You can only answer one question a day and everyone gets the same question. And then you get to kind of compete against your friends or compete against yourself to see how many questions you can get right. And you get to kind of travel through the game. And obviously, you can only get one question a day. Uh, if you play the full game, you can get many, many questions all in a row. And, and the other thing that's sort of integral to that is that you're, you're getting to know all the wonderful locals who we've cast in the game uh, week by week. So uh, for every week, we've got one, one local of, from one of the cities from around the world, and they sort of 
give you a tour of their city by following one question per day of the seven categories of questions in the game. So it really gives people who are interested in finding out more about Win in Rome a real sense of what the trivia and tone is as they play as well. So it's a great introduction to the full experience, which it's, it's meant to serve of in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I'd say like the kind of pillars of the game, like the kind of core bits of this is why the game is, you know, worthwhile um, for me are one, you get to meet locals who are all the way around the world. So you get you get a bit of that in the, the daily skill. Two, you get to see actually... It, you know, it's a trivia game. You get to answer trivia questions. You get to like test your brain against that, or at the very least, get the enjoyment of guessing a thing out of four options. And you're like, hmm, it's definitely not that one. Maybe it's this one. Hmm. So that that's kind of fun. And then the other part is, uh, you know, you're racing, competing against your friends in kind of teams, which obviously you don't have in the kind of daily skill. But so it's it's kind of interesting how we can use some of the same resources and some of the same structure and kind of reconfigure it um, for the daily skill. But it's it's kind of nice as well that because everyone who's playing the daily skill gets the same question every day, there there can be that kind of competitive element, but you sort of take it outside of your that single interaction you have with your, your Amazon Alexa and you can maybe talk to another friend who's answered the question that day and sort of see how they how they did. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not just limited to that one interaction, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of wild, actually, you think about it. Because like, like playtesting the, the main game is like fairly straightforward you get a bunch of people in a room you have them play the game you know you can get a pretty good sense of what it would be like if people bought the game and then gathered in a room and were drinking beer and eating pizza and playing with their friends because those are things you can you can bring together and it's fairly easy to like observe people doing that but for the daily skill it's kind of this wild thing where people are going to be playing it for like five minutes as part of their day and you can get them to test it by saying well play this for five minutes at home even maybe but you can't observe them interacting with it. You don't get this sense of like how it fits in with their life, I guess. So there's a big part of the kind of daily skill where we're, we've done some design on it and we're like, yeah, I think this will work. But we kind of have to launch it to see how well it's going to go and to, to really figure out what the best way of structuring it is. Yeah. And I think what's what's also really interesting compared to, to Beasts of Balance, where when we want to put something live or change something about it, we, you know, there's a, there's a, quite intense development process that we need to go through to release it. But, you know, what we're hoping to do with the daily skill is to sort of change it over time and make it better in certain ways and sort of improve it from the point that we launch it to make it even better by the time we get to, you know, later in the year when more people are using it and more people have heard about Voice Originals. So it's it's an experience that as you say, we're not quite sure yet how people are going to use it, but it's it's something that we're going to improve and sort of, you know, adjust once we get a sense of, you know, how much fun people are having with it. Yeah, exactly. And that's where your, you know, mad science, data analytics, <laughs> watching what everyone does within it kind of comes in. <laughs> yes. It's, it's a mad scientist, but it's not in an evil way. It's in like, a, how can we how can we do this like even better and, and, and make, you know, make more fun happen? Yeah, no, exactly. And yeah. it like it's... I mean, it's also kind of, yeah, again, like kind of this world experience, which I've, I've not done before, of running a game that, that is live and you can kind of do in kind of in collaboration with your users, actually, with the, with the players. So like the kind of dream is that we get to this point, we have communities of people, we have people arguing over on Twitter about like, oh, this question, did you get it right? Oh, this was whatever, you know, oh, that was super hard. Oh, or, oh, yeah, no, I obviously I knew that. Uh, doing that kind of stuff and kind of getting the sense of, running this live thing where, you know, we can see people making jokes on Twitter and then change it to 
I don't know, make the joke funnier or yeah. respond to them in that kind of way. I guess the, the challenge becomes like, how, how do we record all of that stuff? Because, you know, it's, it's, quite, <laughs> it's quite easy to sort of get a sense of, you know, how people are behaving from within the skill, because that's all in one place. But it's, you know, the bigger challenge is going to be how can we pull in all these other interactions that are happening around the game, but outside of just that, that um, interaction with, with your Echo. Um, and that's probably going to be a, a big but very interesting task and sort of, you know, put, put all of those things together into like, you know, more more qualitative analysis as opposed to like, you know, funnels and metrics and numbers and that kind of right, thing. Right, yeah. yeah. Like I think thick data is now the new like okay. buzzword for this. I haven't heard that. We, heard that we had big data and now we now have thick data. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> do, you to, do you want to explain that to you real quick? I, I absolutely okay. cannot explain that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, I'll have to look that up. I was going to say that's a thing that I'm going to look up after this now. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like the skill is sort of a living, breathing thing in that it's very much open to changing once it's live, depending on how people respond to it, which bits are working really well and which bits we can still improve. Um, but at the same time, it seems like there's been quite a natural choice of, oh, okay, we've we've had this whole sequence in the, the When in Rome board game of people answering questions from a local. Let's use that as the daily skill. Has that core thing always been the same for the daily skill, basically, or has it sort of gone yeah, through so evolution? Yeah, so I think from, from the point that I was involved in it, it's always been, I mean, you know, the game is ultimately about answering questions that a local gives you. So a natural fit for, well, what can we do that's a kind of ongoing, engaging thing is maybe we have people answering questions that a local gives them <laughs> one a day. That sounds about right. Um, which, you know, like all of that stuff makes sense. Like the thing actually that I, I feel like did take some kind of design work and I feel like kind of proud of is is the structure of you, you stay with the same local each week. Mm. And like I really enjoy like thinking about kind of game design and how it fits into your life and thinking about it as like this kind of little ritual or... Actually, Andrew, you, you were telling me this story that I found super, super fascinating about you um, playing with some unnamed other trivia game on your Alexa. Mm. And like the, you, you saying like, oh, I have this Alexa, like it's in my room. So like I'm like lying in bed and I'm like, you know, you're in that kind of like, uh, I'm awake, but I'm definitely not getting up yet kind of state. <laughs> and playing it there. That, that seemed wild to me that, you know, like it, it works into your everyday life. It becomes like a habit or a routine. And um, I don't know, it, it feels really exciting, like games that, that do that, like Nekoatsume, this like cat collecting game is kind of a great example, this kind of game where it's like a really minimal thing that because it extends and like weaves into your life, it becomes really meaningful because of that. And I think maybe on the on the other hand, there's a lot of free game experiences out there that are really looking to to drive that engagement artificially in a lot of ways. So they they sort of, you know, you you get that notification every day or you have to set a timer. You know, if you look at a lot of the the freemium thing of like yeah. you get a game, but then, you know, to start winning once you become really invested in it, you have to start paying money. I remember a conversation when we were designing like how do we keep it engaging, but keep it engaging over time. You know, we weren't looking to add in like trophies and stickers or that kind of thing. It was really, well, we, we came to the conclusion that probably the best way to keep people engaged is to make them befriend the local of the city, right? To actually make that a developing relationship yeah, and, yeah. And, and and reward players for, you know, with a, a richer, more more human experience as opposed to, you know, a collectible trinket or anything like yeah. that. Which, I mean, we might still add in like trophies and badges and stuff oh, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm, again, it's, it's not necessarily that those things yeah. are, are, are wrong or bad. It's just, you know, we're coming at it from the perspective of, 
keeping it a very a human interaction. I think voice is actually a really good, you know, technical medium for that. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. It's like the the. I mean, this is this is the podcast. Like it's like hearing the person. You get this kind of sense of connection with them. Like, I mean, there's some some like actually really kind of personal. I mean, this is the thing about the way we've done when in Rome, where we've not just recorded a bunch of questions asked by anyone. We've recorded a bunch of questions that were also devised by the locals and like speak to them and their lives in their cities. So yeah, there is this kind of sense of meeting them, a sense of this kind of connection with them that that the whole game is like really about. So yeah, why not use that? Why not try to give people a sense of that? And I think the thing of like, you know, hey, it's this week and you can meet this person and you can get excited and get to know them over the course of this week is kind of exciting to me. And also just like this kind of like sense of like, oh, okay, who's who's gonna who's gonna be next week? And yeah, again, that kind of sense of how can we make it fit into your life? How can we make it this kind of routine? So you're like, oh, cool, it's a Saturday. I really I always like the random and strange questions. And that's what's on a Saturday. I don't yeah. know if that's actually what's on a Saturday, but, you know, like... <laughs> but it, but it's about, like, bringing out those those kind of, like, very natural patterns of life. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of technology we don't exactly know yet how people will be interacting with it on a daily basis. But we want to make sure that the game... It's not a mobile experience, right? It's not something you could sort of, you can't, you know, ask someone a question on your commute to work, right? On your phone. Maybe you could using the app, but but it's it's a it's it's an experience that takes place in the home. And we want to make sure that it's the 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 sort of pacing of it fits with your week and fits with mm. when you're at home. Yeah, and like thinking about like where Alexas are, like I always think of the kind of classic thing for Alexa is it like sits in the kitchen and Again, that kind of you're like, oh, okay, yeah. So this is this is the thing that you do whilst you're, you know, making porridge in the morning. It fits into the same length of time you have, like you're stirring porridge, and you can answer a trivia question, and like that's a that's a nice experience, and like all the different ways that different people are going to hopefully fit it into their lives in these kind of different ways, and ways to make that rich and rewarding, and like constantly like both familiar and surprising. <laughs> um, like you know what you're going to get when you open it but also there's some new bit of excitement or new new bit of surprise that kind of like brightens up your day that's a lovely thing to do yeah <laughs> but it's you know it's keeping that kind of surprise but within a pattern and a structure that can become sort of habitual right yeah yeah, yeah. exactly um, like habit forming but you know in a, in a, in a sweet lovely life enriching way interacting with the skill doesn't take that long so you can do it at any point in the day that you want really so yeah, it kind of feels like a nice sort of thing that you can slot in whenever you like and people can sort of have it according to whatever suits them, which is like different to the when in Rome experience. Like both of them have their their good points, but obviously like when you're sitting down for a board game, it's different to when you're just slotting in like a couple of minutes to, to answer a trivia question. But they both offer like something nice, which is tied together, but also different enough that I think that's what I was sort of like saying is in their different projects at the beginning. But they're also entangled as well. Yeah, exactly. And they have like that different emotional tone where one is, you know, you're you're arguing against your friend. You're like, I don't know, I think it's this. And, you know, like the countdown music is ticking away and it's all very stressful and you're this many points away. Whereas the other is a, yeah, more more kind of gentle, maybe. Peaceful. <laughs> zen, zen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you guys have kind of covered some of this stuff already, but I'm curious if you had any more thoughts on how you do get people coming back every day for a daily skill. Because... It is daily. So, um, you know, there is content for people to come back to and discover new things about each day. And I'm guessing a large part of that is trying to get people really connected with the locals that they're tuning in with each day. Is there anything else on top of that that you think you're trying yeah, to yeah. take into account? 
So, I mean, like there's some stuff that we've kind of discussed, like, um, you know, obviously you go in and answer the question, but then having this kind of concept of streaks, for example, like how many questions can you get right in a row or are you better answering random and strange questions and other types of questions and, you know, all this kind of points and badges and kind of stuff that, that acknowledges your progress. And I mean, there's just the obvious kind of wild challenge of like, you've got like these kind of patterns for how games normally structure this. And obviously we're kind of looking at this stuff and seeing what we can take from it. But a lot of it is really tied to the mobile phone and the way mm. the mobile phone works and the way notifications work on a phone and stuff like that. So it's like, how do you make it work when you don't have any of that, when you don't have any way of like pinging the user and saying, oi, 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 do something now? How do you do something when you don't have like, oh, hey, here's your you know, trophy room full of the badges you've collected? You have, to, you have to recreate all of this stuff as audio, which is a really different design experience. And, and from, the, from the user flow perspective as well, like how do you remind players that they've made progress without really kind of bogging down that? that you know vocal exchange with the right. with the skill you don't want to say after every question you've got this many questions right and you've got this you know if you, you've got to make sure that you're picking the most interesting engaging stuff because you right. you know you don't have a, a thing you can scroll down on your phone or you know that that how you accumulate those rewards you've got to make sure that you give that to the user in a way that's you know fun but not necessarily overwhelming right yeah, 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 exactly. And like, it's so amazing how much like, you're like, oh, cool, we can just tell them about this thing. I'll take an extra sentence. You're like, oh, no, hearing an extra sentence is very, very tiring. And very much you're like, oh, God, hey, Alexa. But, but it's, it's, it's not just hearing that extra sentence. It's hearing that sentence every day you play the skill. And then, you know, that will compound a lot over right, time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, actually, I guess one, one thing that's nice is we're doing all of this stuff. And, you know, this is this is like, you know, the try before you buy. We, you know, wanting people to upgrade, but we're wanting people to upgrade from this into buying a fun board game that if they're engaging with this game, it's actually a different experience. So, you know, whilst we want to have this stuff in, we don't need to like hook in all of this stuff and then try to tie that into some like weird complicated monetization scheme where you need to buy currency in order to buy diamonds in order to get more plays or whatever so we we can just focus on the best way to engage to encourage people to buy the full game is just to make this more fun and more engaging and like if people stick with it and they make it part of their life then either they will buy the game in order to have fun fun with their friends or they don't like board games or don't have friends in which case yeah they probably shouldn't buy the game i think yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that <laughs> and, but, but they can still continue to use that daily skill to their heart's content <laughs> right and, but you know and then maybe they'll tell tell you know the people they're not friends with and they'll go buy the game because they are into board games <laughs> sure but it's yeah i think you, you touched on a really interesting point there is that a lot of um you know growth marketing in that that kind of realm is very much about taking a lot of people to the top and then hoping that a very small percentage of them will be the whales or the people who will spend a lot of money to then make the whole sort of freemium model profitable, right? Yeah. It's, you're trying to find people who will spend a lot from a really big pool. But f for us, as you say, like if you are engaged with the tone of the game, if you like answering questions, you don't have to spend five or six hundred dollars on a on a digital screen. You can, you know, it's it's a it's a much more yeah. affordable thing that you can just play more of right yeah, yeah. and it's and it's a diff different yeah. experience as well yeah, like exactly. you get this get this different view of the stuff that you're already enjoying which is, yeah. is kind of nice yeah. so i actually have a question for both of you uh -huh. um, <laughs> <but> we, <laughs> the tables have turned yeah so so this is actually like um it's just like a reasonably minor design question that i'm like oh yeah we should we should decide on that at some point i i reckon we want everywhere in the world to change over to a new new question at the same time 
because mm. otherwise it's like, oh, no, I already know what the question is because America has seen it if I'm super into it and wanting to get it early mm. on. So then what time of day is right for that? Well, should it be different in different territories? I mean, I, there's the technical constraint of can we make it change over in different parts of the world at different times? I mean, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> My technical answer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it should be... When you wake up in the morning, there should be a fresh question. Right. And if you don't get it, my, my, my thinking is if you don't get around to asking the question in the morning, you'd like that same question to still be there in the evening for you right. to maybe, you know, answer after dinner or when you get back from work or something like that. Yeah. Or I guess actually the question is like, because then, then you basically want it like 6 a.m. UK time, 6 or 7 UK time, because that goes to like midnight uh, on the yeah. West Coast in America. So is that about right? It's about 8 a.m., I think. Okay. 8 a.m. UK is, is 12 a.m. I think that's right. It, it keeps changing with summertime. Yeah. Actually, that's the problem. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, does that sound good? I mean, I, Are we I, designing the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might as well podcast. just design the game, then people can listen to the podcast and go, oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, that, that's that, where that, that decision happens. happens. Or if it hasn't happened, we've come up with something better. Hearing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, cool. Okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks for bearing with me as I do some of my other design work in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it is a lot of this stuff is just like changing in a constant flow, like as people like just test more of the stuff and think about it more and yeah, listen yeah. more. Yeah, I mean, like this is this is definitely a case where we'll launch with something. And like one reason I'm, you know, bringing it up here and it's it's feels fairly low stress is because we'll launch with something then later we can change something and we'll you know look at look at a graph that andrew will no doubt prepare about when people engage with the skill from various places and we're like oh, okay yeah no so people start playing around this time or do play around this time or it turns out lots of people who play the game all play it in the morning and wake up early because that's that turns out it's a weird thing about our audience for some reason mm. so this is kind of again like this kind of like oh it's exciting that we can see how people interact with it and change it based on that. Yeah. When do you guys feel like you would engage with this daily skill, the one in Rome daily skill, if you had it in your home? Um, I am very inconsistent about getting up uh, <laughs> <laughs> at a reasonable time enough to, you know, potter around and do various engaging fun things in the morning. So I think, I, I think I'd do it at night as I'm like, I, actually, I'd, I'd play it when I'm making dinner. I think because it's quite a quick experience, I would want to do it um, probably in the morning when I wake up and I'm sort of getting ready in some other way. It's definitely like I would do it while I'm doing something else, if that right, makes sense. Yeah. But it would, for me, probably be a morning before I run out the door type of mm. thing. Yeah, Interesting, because I don't, I don't think I would have it in a set point each day if I'm thinking about when I would play the skill. I feel like I would just find a pocket of time each day and then whenever it happens to be, I would just use the skill then. But I don't know when... Exactly. Like it wouldn't be, oh, it's definitely in the morning or it's definitely in the evening. But it's good that the skill can sort of adjust to if you want to do it at a random point, you can. But if you want to do it in the mornings or you want to do it in the evenings, you also can just because mm. they're very short. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting. Yeah. Okay. And actually, the, the other thing that kind of brings up to me is like whether people will end up playing it with other people around. Like, I don't know. I, you could easily imagine that being kind of fun of like you launch it up and you you know you have a family so you ask your kids for what their opinion is on the, the question or you play it kind of in that kind of way or um yeah or like the the kind of thing you see with uh, do you know the trivia game hq sounds vaguely familiar 
Yeah, so this is a a phone game, and it's like a live streaming thing. So there is a there is a host who for the territories it's launched in. There's a different host for each territory, and he's he or she, depending on the territory, um, is asking you these questions. And it happens, uh, I think, two times a day, maybe. Um, and there is like real cash money prizes if you if you get it correct, if you get through all fifteen questions correctly, and you can see the pool of people kind of gradually decreasing and there's a global chat and all this kind of stuff but i know definitely for friends like this is this is like this thing where with people at work they they all kind of gather around and they're all looking at their different phones for hq because it's the same questions each time and they're mm-hmm. asked at the same time and it's there's a very live experience so you have people like arguing about the answers in the tiny amount of time you have to pick it and um, which is obviously tuned to be small enough you can't look it up on wikipedia <laughs> we should we should do that in the office yeah, yeah we could, that's definitely a thing we should start doing yeah <laughs> Cool. Okay. Yes. Well, I feel like I've learned a lot about the daily skill myself just from hearing you guys talk about it. So thank you for explaining what it's about and also how it's come to be where it is and where it may be in the future. And yeah, it's been a very interesting conversation for me to listen into. Uh, thank you, Anna. It's been yeah. been a pleasure. Yeah. You know, we've solved lots of design questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come back for another podcast again and we can just like hack, like hack through a bunch more design problems with you. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening. If you're interested to find out more about Voice Originals or When in Rome, you can go to voiceoriginals.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the same handles, Voice Originals. When in Rome's free daily skill launches on June 18th, but you can buy the full copy on amazon.com from the 2nd of July. Andrew and George, is there anything else you guys want to say or add, just generally? I don't know. Everyone go, if you have an Alexa, go say, Alexa, open when in Rome, when, when it's out. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's a quite easy thing to do, I reckon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Try, try playing it. See if any of the stuff we've said holds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Be even more fabulous than, than we promised. Yes, yes. It's, a, it's only going upwards from here. Awesome. Okay, thanks, guys, for being on the podcast. And thanks, listeners, for listening. Thanks. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Voice Originals.